Hello! A very warm Sunday morning welcome to you. You're listening to the Sunday edition of St. Mark Lutheran Church's podcast, bottled from the pure, unfiltered waters of Lake Itasca at the headwaters of the Mississippi. We are excited that you have joined us to listen and consider the Word of God from wherever and whenever you are listening. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. Our modest little podcast is published four times weekly. Three times during the week we feature a short devotional, and on Sundays we replay a Sunday sermon from our church, just like the one you'll hear shortly. If you are interested in learning more about our ministry, may I suggest that you take a peek at www.stmarksbemidji.org. You may also want to subscribe to our YouTube channel for video podcasts, or friend us on our Facebook page. If you have any trouble finding us, just look at the show notes in this podcast for the links. I also want to hear from you. If you have any feedback on the podcast or you just want to say hi to me, drop a line to john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Through the Word, the Lord's reign over evil advances. It's easy to see from the Bible that Jesus' words have power over evil. He cures the sick, makes the blind see, and the deaf walk. He drives out demons and raises the dead. It might come as a bit of a surprise, but Jesus' words still have Jesus' power, even if he is not the one speaking them. Jesus has put his words on our lips. He calls each of us in our own vocations to speak what God has done for us. As we do, Jesus still drives back the devil and his allies. Jesus' word still comes to us, by death and sin surrounded, with grace unbounded. Our sermon for today is titled, Keep the Faith, and is based on 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3-14. through 14. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and, I am persuaded, now lives in you also. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me as prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me, 
Keep us the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Pastor Zamzo is out this week, and he asked me to fill in in his absence. So you're stuck with me for the sermon. Lord, may the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, the words for our sermon of meditation come from 2 Timothy chapter 1. These words of St. Paul in his second letter to young Pastor Timothy are some of the last words he would write. Paul knew that when he touched ink to paper in this letter, that his fight for the gospel here on earth was coming to an end. He speaks of his desire to see Timothy again, but he knows that probably won't happen. They are like words from one soldier to another. You know how, like soldiers, when people have fought the same fight, bled for the same common goal and ground and grounded out on the same trenches, they speak to each other in a way that only they really understand. For that reason, these words that Paul share with Timothy are deeply personal. From believer to believer, Christian to Christian, brother to brother, Paul encourages Timothy to thank God for the faith he has, to not be ashamed of it, to guard it in his heart. In short, Paul says to Timothy and to us today, keep the faith. With this in mind, you can hear the passion in Paul's words when he says, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and, I am persuaded, now lives in you also. As Paul sits in prison in Rome, with all sorts of time to think, the memories of his life come flooding back. Do you hear it? I remember you in my prayers. I recall your tears. I'm reminded of your sincere faith. All of these words of remembrance. He wants to see Timothy as friend, but he knows that he probably won't. So what encouragement does he want to leave with his fellow soldier of the cross? Remember the gift of God that is your faith, Timothy. Remember how it came to you through your grandmother and your mother, and it was passed on to you. Thank God for them. They kept the faith, and they passed it along to you, that you might keep it. In effect, then, these words are an encouragement to all of us to thank God for our own Christian parents, or grandparents, or anyone who has taken a child on their knees and told them of God's love. And maybe you were old enough to remember that. Maybe, as you hear how Paul encouraged Timothy here, perhaps you simply remember someone a parent, a friend, a Sunday school teacher, or a pastor who told you about what Jesus has done for you. Timothy never got to see his friend and pastor Paul again, but many of us still have the opportunity to say thank you to those people for keeping the faith and passing the gospel on to you. Say thank you to them. Thank God for them. In this day of age, 
it seemingly takes a greater amount of courage even to do just that. To speak the gospel message to someone, even with a child. Hear Paul's word as he speaks to Timothy. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me as prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. The faith that we have in our hearts is not one of timidity. It is one of power. This is tough to remember even in our time, as we have friends, co-workers, family members who might ridicule us for what we believe. Or perhaps some of those we love are wavering in their faith. Are we tempted to hush up around them about church and why we go there? Are we tempted to say, oh well, they'll come around. Look at Timothy and Paul here in this situation. One soldier of the cross to another. Do you think perhaps young Pastor Timothy was tempted to abandon his ministry, the message he was preaching, the faith of his mother and grandmother? Look at what happened to Paul. He's on death row for this. But Paul says, no, Timothy, fan that gift of God. Fan your faith, your ministry, the gospel message. Fan it into flame. Why? Well, ponder what God has done for you, for me. This has nothing to do with what we have done. Your faith is centered in God's grace. Grace. The catechism definition is undeserved love. But it really goes a step farther. Grace is not just getting what we don't deserve. It's also not receiving what we actually deserve. We really deserve to die, and not just physically. What we really deserve is hell for all the times we have been ashamed of Jesus and his gospel. This is mind-boggling, undeserved love. When we have so often been ashamed of him, remember how he was not ashamed of us. He took the shame of the cross for you and for me. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. So come what may, don't be ashamed. Keep the faith in, gra in the grace of Christ Jesus. From one soldier of the cross to another, brother to brother, Christian to Christian. Paul gives Timothy and us some advice how we might do that. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Keep that pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Keep the faith. Guard it in your heart. Feed it. Hold on to it. Remember where we started this discussion? Remember those who passed it on to you. God's word is our great heritage. This underscores the importance of coming to church, going to Bible class, reading devotions. This is how the Holy Spirit works. You know, as pastor was preparing this sermon, he thought about Paul and Timothy as soldiers of the cross and Paul being in prison. 
And he was reminded of some stories he heard a while ago of some Christian men who were POWs during the Vietnam War. These are guys who kept the faith in the face of extreme circumstances and were beyond thankful to those who had passed it along to them. In the prison camp called the Hanoi Hilton, they were not allowed to worship. They would try, though. They had a code. The ranking officer would cough, <coughs> C, for church. And then someone would start the Lord's Prayer. They'd get a rifle butt in the back of the head and be hauled off to solitary confinement. And it would go down the line at those first words, Our Father, wham, and they'd be drug off. They kept the faith in extreme circumstances. These men who were tortured made the lie in the darkness, on cold stone, chained to a wall, or maybe even lying in their own filth. Guys like who, like St. Paul, knew that they were probably going to die soon. All the seemingly important things of life melted away for them. Political affiliations, possessions, problems back at home, they meant nothing. One such soldier of the cross said, I never dreamed that I would spend almost seven years, five of them in solitary confinement, in a prison in North Vietnam, where the thinking about one memorized Bible verse could make a whole day bearable. Another man said how he had once memorized Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word I have hidden in my heart. He said that when he was a POW, he regretted not hiding more of it. He would spend hours trying to recall, recall scripture or hymns or parts of sermons that he had heard. Words that reminded of him of his Savior, Jesus. He said, the enemy knew the best way to break a man's resistance was to crush his spirit in a lonely cell. Scripture and hymns, they might be boring to some, but it was the way we conquered our enemy and overcame the power of death around us. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where is your sting? This the believer can say. Remember those who passed that faith on to you. Don't be ashamed of that faith in your Savior Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Keep the faith. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.